If leadership is the solution, what's the problem? On this, the terror couldn't be more specific. It's a failure of responsibility. The early chapters of Bereshit focus on two stories, Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, and both are about a specific kind of failure. First, Adam and Eve. As we know, they sin. Embarrassed and ashamed, they hide, only to discover you can't hide from God. This is what the text says. The Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Both insist that it wasn't their fault. Adam blames the woman, the woman blames the servant, and the result is they're both punished and exiled from Eden. Adam and Eve deny personal responsibility. They say, in effect, it wasn't me. The second story is more tragic. The first instance of sibling rivalry in the Torah and the first murder. Here's the text. Cain said to his brother Abel, Then when they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Cain doesn't deny personal responsibility. He doesn't say it wasn't me or it wasn't my fault. What he denies is moral responsibility. In effect, he asks, why should he be concerned with the welfare of anyone else but himself? Am I my brother's keeper? Why shouldn't we not do whatever we want to do and have the power to do? In Plato's Republic, Glaucon argues that justice is whatever is in the interest of the stronger party. Might makes right. If life is a Darwinian struggle to survive, why should we restrain ourselves for the sake of others if we are more powerful than they are? If there is no morality in nature, then I am responsible only to myself. That is the voice of Cain throughout the ages. So these two stories are not just stories. They are an account at the beginning of the Torah's narrative history of humankind of a failure, first personal, then moral, to take responsibility. And it is this that leadership is the answer. There's a fascinating phrase in the story of Moses' early years. He grows up, goes out to his people, the Israelites, and sees them laboring as slaves. He witnesses an Egyptian officer beating one of them. The text then says he looked this way and that, vayar ki ein ish, and saw no one else there. He saw that there was no man. Now, it's difficult to read this literally. A building site isn't a closed location. There must have been many people there. And a mere two verses later, we discover that there were Israelites who knew exactly what he had done. So the phrase almost certainly means he looked this way and that and saw that there was no mensch, no one willing to intervene. If this is so, then we have here the first instance of what came to be known as the Genovese syndrome or the bystander effect, so called after a case in which a woman was attacked in New York in the presence of a large number of people who knew that she was being assaulted but failed to come to her rescue. 
social scientists have undertaken many experiments to try and determine what happens in situations like this. Some argue that the presence of other bystanders affects our interpretation of what's happening. Since no one else is coming to the rescue, they conclude that what's happening isn't an emergency. However, many others argue that the key factor is diffusion of responsibility. People assume that since there are lots of people present, somebody else will step forward and act. And that seems to be the correct interpretation of what was happening in the case of Moses. No one else was prepared to come to the rescue who in any case was likely to do so. The Egyptians were slave masters. Why should they bother to take a risk to save an Israelite? And as for the Israelites, they were slaves. Why should they come to the aid of one of their fellows if by doing so they were putting their own life at risk? It took a Moses to act. But that is what makes a leader. A leader is one who takes responsibility. Leadership is born when we become active, not passive, when we don't wait for someone else to act because perhaps there is no one else, or at least not here, not now, not willing to act. When bad things happen, that is when character is tested. Some avert their eyes. Others wait for others to act. Some blame others for failing to act. Some simply complain. But there are some who say, if something is wrong, let me be among the first to put it right. They are the leaders. They are the ones who make a difference in their lifetimes. They are the ones who make ours a better world. Many of the great religions and civilizations are based on acceptance. If there's violence, suffering, poverty and pain in the world, well, that's just the way the world is, or that's the will of God, or that is the nature of nature itself. All will be well in the world to come. Judaism was and remains the world's great religion of protest. The heroes of faith didn't accept. They protested. They were willing to confront God himself. Abraham said, Shall the judge of all the earth not do justice? Moses said, Why have you done evil to this people? Jeremiah said, Why are the wicked at ease? That is how God wants us to respond. Judaism is God's call to human responsibility. The highest achievement is to become... God's partner in the work of creation. When Adam and Eve sinned, God called out, Where are you? As Rabbi Schneier Zalman of Ladi, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, pointed out, this call was directed not only to the first humans, it echoes in every generation. God gave us freedom, but with freedom comes responsibility. God teaches us what we ought to do, but he doesn't do it for us. With rare exceptions, God does not intervene in history. He acts through us, not to us. His is the voice that tells us, as he told Cain before he committed his crime, that we can resist the evil within us, as well as the evil that surrounds us. The responsible life is the life that responds. The Hebrew for responsibility is achrayut, and it comes from the word acher, meaning Another, someone else. Our great other is God himself, calling us to use the freedom he gave us to make the world that is more like the world that ought to be. The great question to which the life we lead is the answer is, which voice will we listen to? The voice of desire, as in the case of Adam and Eve. The voice of anger, as in the case of Cain. 
or the voice of God calling on us to make this a more just and gracious world.